Hello everyone, this is Folako Malafe from Fresh Inspiration and I've been talking to you about exercising your authority and I want to continue talking about that today but I want to talk about a particular part of authority which has to do with the keys that have been given to us by Jesus. But before we do that, I want to go back over the definition of authority. And I said to you in the last few sessions that we had, that when you look in the Bible, sometimes you will see the word power. And that word power has many translations. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's talking about dunamis, which is the power, the inherent power that is inside of us, the inherent power that is in us by the Spirit of God that then comes out of us and we see the demonstration of that power of God. But sometimes that word power is also translated exousia. And when it's translated exousia, it means the word authority. The authority that we have or the authority that Jesus had. In the Strong's definition, it translates that word exousia as delegate influence. It's about your authority, your jurisdiction, you know, what you have authority over. And we've done a lot of that before today. You know, the right, the right to exercise that authority, the right to exercise that authority in the jurisdiction that we have been given by God. And we've already seen that that jurisdiction means here on earth, you and I have authority over every sickness, every disease, every unclean spirit, serpents, scorpions, and over every power of the enemy. That's the authority given to us. We've read scriptures. We've seen Luke 10, 19 that talks about it. So it's the power of authority and it's the right and privilege that we have. So I just wanted to say that again, because when you see exousia, it means you can issue commands. You and I have the right to issue commands that direct actions. We can rebuke, we can resist, we can command, we can charge, and we can do all of this in the name of Jesus. And that authority overrides the power of the one over whom we have authority. All those spirits, including Satan, is subject to us. We saw that in Luke 10, 20. So your authority overrides their power. You are more powerful. You have a right to say go and they have to go. You have a right to say be out and they have to go out. You have that right. You just have to exercise that authority by the words, command that you speak. But today, I want to look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. So in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19, the Bible says, this is Jesus talking here. And Jesus says, he was talking to Peter and he was saying, and I will give unto you, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So he's just said before that I will build my church 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he's saying concerning his church, which is all of us, the body of Christ, that he gives to us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So that whatever we bind on earth, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we lose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. So he gave to us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You see, when you're given a set of keys, that means you're given the right to open the door or the right to shut the door. So it's a type of authority that is invested in you. So keys allude to the fact that he's vesting authority in man, is vesting authority in his church, in his people. He's giving us the keys. And what does those keys, what do those keys enable us to do? It enables us to bind on earth what has already been bound in heaven. That's what the Amplified Version says. It enables us to loosen on earth what has already been loosened in heaven. And when you read it in the Amplified, this is what it says in verse 19. Jesus says, I will give you the keys the authority the authority of the kingdom of heaven and because you have this keys or this authority that i am given to you whatever you bind and in the amplified says whatever you forbid whatever you declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven and whatever you lose that is, whatever you permit or declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. So we know, according to what we see through the life and the ministry of Jesus and the word of God, that the devil has already been bound. The Bible says in 1 John 3 and verse 8, in case you haven't seen it, in 1 John 3, 8, let's just quickly turn there. 1 John 3.8 The Bible says in 1 John 3.8 Little he who sins is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy destroy completely destroy the works of the devil for this purpose the son of god was manifested for this purpose jesus came and he destroyed the works of the devil so that means that every work of satan has already been destroyed for you it has been destroyed. So you have a right to bind, to declare it unlawful and improper for any one of his works to touch you. Because Jesus came and he destroyed them. You can also see that if you still don't believe, let's look at Colossians. Colossians chapter Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. 
Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. Now this is talking about what God did for us. And this we can start it from verse 14. It says God blotted out the handwriting of ordinances, everything that was against us, everything that was contrary to us. He took it out of the way and he nailed it to the cross. And then in verse 15, he says, and having spoiled, having spoiled or having disarmed or having destroyed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them through the cross and i'm saying this to you because we just read in matthew chapter 16 and verse 19 jesus saying i give you i will give you the keys so he has done it and we have the keys in our hands the authority of the kingdom of heaven and he's now saying, whatever you, now, who is doing the binding? Is Jesus doing the binding? He's saying, no, whatever you, I, you, whatever we bind, whatever we forbid and declare to be improper and lawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven. So you can declare it improper and unlawful on earth for sickness, disease, any unclean spirits to be attacking you and your household in the name of Jesus. You can bind them. You can declare it unlawful. You can forbid it because we've just looked at scriptures where we know that God already destroyed them on the cross through Jesus Christ for you and for me. Just to tell you a bit more about keys, when you look at Isaiah chapter 22, Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 22, Isaiah 22 and verse 22, here it says, and the keys of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. Keys talk about authority. You open and when you declare something shut or open, no one can shut it. When you say to the Satan, go, he goes. When you declare something open, no one can shut. And when you declare something shut, no one can open. That is talking about keys. That is talking about authority. You have a right. And that has been given to you and I through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it is so important for you to see that. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7 also talks about the keys. Revelation, so keys signify authority. Keys signify authority. It says in Revelation 3, 7, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, this thing said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man open. You have the authority. The keys have been given to you to bind on earth what has been bound in heaven and to loosen on earth what has already been loosened in heaven. What has been loosened in heaven over you? Divine health. 
healing. The scripture says in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes, we who believe are healed. It's been loosened already because it's been done. It's been given. That's what he means. It's been done through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ stopped certain things happening to you, but also Jesus Christ released certain things for you and I. He released healing. He released prosperity. He released blessings. He released grace. He released favor. He released all of that over our lives. And in the same way, I exercise my authority to command this not to happen because it's been bound by what Jesus do. I also exercise my authority, my words to command this to happen. Because it's the same sacrifice and Jesus already losing this for me. He losing grace and favor and healing over my life, blessings and prosperity peace and joy, well-being over my life when he died on the cross. So I command because I have the keys. I have the keys given to me through Jesus Christ. So I have to agree and I have to enforce in the area of my influence what has already been done for me through Jesus And I want to show you why this is very, very important. Because some of you may still be thinking, why why do I have to do all of this? And I want to take you to Luke chapter 4 and verse 6. Luke chapter 4 and verse 6. This is the temptation. This is when Jesus was being tempted at the very beginning of his ministry by the devil. And in Luke chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says that the devil said to him, so the devil, you know, he went to this very high mountain and he showed unto Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, he says, in a moment of time. And the devil said to him in verse six, all this power. Now that word power now is the word authority. All this authority, all this exousia, will I give to you, Jesus? And the glory of them I will give to you, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it to. So what is the devil saying here? The devil is saying that I have this authority, and I will give it to you, you know, because I can give it to whoever I want to give it to. The truth is, when Adam sinned, so God at the beginning of creation created man. The Bible says in Genesis that God created man after his image and his likeness. He created man to have dominion, to exercise authority. He created man to rule over this earth. That's what God created man for. But when man fell and sinned at the beginning, when Adam sinned, what happened? That authority that God had given to man was handed over to the devil and that is why Jesus one of the reasons why Jesus had to come and that's why when Jesus completed when he died and he rose up from the from the grave and the Bible says that he's now sat at the right hand of the Father God he said in Matthew 28 and verse 18 all authority has been given to me 
in heaven and in earth because he paid the price through his life to get back that authority for man and he has now given you and I that authority to exercise over the devil so when the devil was saying to Jesus here that all this authority will I give you he was right because at that time Jesus hadn't yet died Jesus hadn't yet spoiled principalities and power but Jesus did not bow to the devil never once never will never did instead he destroyed the devil and he got the authority back and he has given you and I that authority so when we now look in first Peter chapter 5 first Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9 first Peter 5 8 and 9 the Bible says that we should be sober that means you should be alert we should be vigilant because the adversary the devil our adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour so what is the devil doing he has no authority because jesus took the authority back matthew 28 18 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and he gave that authority to you and i so the devil is going around like a roaring lion he's not he's not a roaring lion he hasn't got any bite but he's is is loud <laughs> he comes loud looking for whom he may devour he's walking around looking for somebody who is not sober who is not vigilant somebody who isn't aware of their authority or their rights in Christ Jesus he's looking and it comes loudly sometimes the amplified version I like it of verse 8 says be sober well balanced and self disciplined be alert and cautious at all times that enemy of yours the devil prowls around like a roaring lion fiercely hungry like that. he's fiercely hungry he's a roaring it goes around like a fiercely hungry lion prowls around seeking someone to devour is not doing anything different from what he tried to do with Jesus but Jesus knew who he was and he stood his ground you need to know who you are and stand your ground in verse 9 he tells us but resist him resist him by being steadfast or firm in your faith resist him resist his attack by being rooted established and immovable in your faith in your belief in god in your faith in the authority that you have as a christian be firmly rooted and resist him and when you do james 4 7 he has no choice but to flee one version says he flees in terror but you need to command him to go you need to exercise that authority you need to say no not here 
and I bind you. I disallow you. I refuse you permission because Jesus already destroyed the works of the devil. I read this. When lions hunt, they look for weak, young, isolated and unguarded animals. They are the ones that they mark for attack. The devil's ultimate agenda is to destroy us, not merely to hurt, maim or discourage, but to devour and to destroy us. It does that when he gets us to bow to circumstances, pressures or forces of his evil designs, hoping therefore to make us yield to him. But this reading said, adopt a reverse bow, B-O-W, to Jesus. The one you be, believe, O, obey, and W, worship. You have the authority. Use that authority. Whatever it throws at you. The Bible already said in Luke 10, 20, he's subject to you. All his power is subject to you. Every authority he has is subject to you. Use your authority. Rebuke him and say no in the name of Jesus. I read an article and he was talking about how we survive a lion's attack. And I and I pray none of us <laughs> um, are in a place where we, we're being attacked by a lion. But think about a, a roaring, fiercely hungry lion. You know, how do you survive that attack? And there were three things that I read in this article. The first thing it said is if you see a lion that is coming, you need to make sure you do not run. You do not run. That is fear. Don't be afraid. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of something. Don't be afraid because you know you have authority. So you have the tools in your hands to deal with the situation. So the first thing is don't run. When he roars, don't run. Stand your ground. Don't allow fear to come in. Don't allow fear to overwhelm you. Remember, stand in faith and don't allow fear. That's the first thing. Don't run. The second thing it said is you make yourself look bigger. So you shout, you scream, you shout your head off, you scream at the top of your voice. You make yourself look bigger. What is that screaming? That is you speaking the commands of God over that situation. You speak the word of God. You command it in the name of Jesus. You speak the word of God. The word of God makes us bigger than we are. It is the word of God on the inside of us that makes us big. We're not just big for nothing. We're big because we have the word of God. It makes us bigger than we are. So we speak that word of God. You scream it at the top of your voice. You're not quiet when a lion's coming. You don't run. You're not doing it in fear. You're doing it in faith because you know that you have the authority. So you speak the word and you command it in the name of Jesus. And the third thing this article said was that you wave a stick above your head. And I think that's just, you just praise your God. 
You praise your God who has given you the victory. You praise your God who has delivered you. You have the victory. You have the victory because Jesus won the victory for you. And all he's asking you to do right now is that you and I should exercise that authority that we have in his name. He will flee. Sickness has to flee from you when you stand firm in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And I want you to exercise your authority. It's yours. It's been given to you. Use it. And put the devil in his place. Under your feet. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you soon.